You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Wow. Special guests today, Ryan. I mean, there's always special guests. I know. But special guests, plural. I know. The creators of Smallville. Mm -hmm. The creators of Wednesday. Mm -hmm. The creators of the new Beetlejuice that's going to come out. Mm -hmm. They're here. Al Goff, Miles Miller. It's always a joy to have them on. They come on the Talkville podcast for some insight. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes Al's always, they don't want to. Yes, Al's always he's readily available for me. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting it without my patrons. Patreon.com slash inside of you. We cannot do the show. So if you want to support the podcast and keep it going and you're digging it, please uh, become a patron and help support. Uh, also, the Inside of You online store has cool stuff. Uh, small the lunch boxes and Lex Luthor Funko Pops and Flash Funko Pops and a Lex Luthor statue and a bunch of Inside of You stuff. Tons of cool stuff. New tumblers. So go to Inside of You online store for that. Uh, I will be in Wales. Yeah. Doing a con in Wales in early May. And then I'll be in Virginia Beach Tidewater. It's called the Tidewater Con or something. Virginia Beach. Um, right after that. Um, so anyway, come see me. Uh, the handles to listen or to follow on the podcast. And please write a review. It truly helps the show and the algorithms and all that shit. It brings us up. And it's great if you write a review and follow us on the handles. What are they, Ryan? Uh, at Inside of You Pod on Twitter. At Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, hmm. that is it. Uh, I, I've been dealing with a puppy. Brian, as you know, it's um, yeah. I thought of giving him back. Mm -hmm. uh, he is shit in his crate three times. He only shits when I leave. Mm -hmm. But then he cannot shit for 12 hours while I'm home, mm -hmm. while I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. So I um, do I just accept that I can sleep at least a little bit and just accept that he's going to shit all over his crate? I had to probably fix that. Do you know how many times I bathed him in the last three days because he had shit all over him? <laughs> I won't get into it. <laughs> but Charlie, start behaving yourself. Uh I hope you're enjoying the podcast, and uh, let's just get inside of Al Goff and Miles Miller. It's my point of view, you're listening to Inside of You, with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. We, we, we were talking before, when you guys first came in. You guys were, I, I just was joking around like, who's more high maintenance? And it was very much like twin brothers in a way, how they would respond <laughs> to that answer. You're like, well, I guess I am. No, no, you know what? You are. Well, I don't know if, well, I guess I am. I mean, it was like, who, who's more high maintenance? And high maintenance, obviously not extreme, but who would be the more high maintenance? I, I think it's definitely me. I completely agree. No <laughs> question. There's no question. He's definitely no, it more is. High it is. No, like, for, for instance, like. Miles is actually very good about Miles, but I, I call it roughing it now in my in my in my uh, advanced years. I know, you know what, what you're I mean. About. Like you know, I like things a certain way. Like when, even when we go on location, because we'll you know we have places our apartments are generally near each other, right? And and but Miles would be much happier. Like when we were in Romania, we stayed in this very nice kind of soulless, but very nice. <laughs> it, wasn't a it, it was kind of soulless, but it was attached to like, you know, it had a gym attached to it and the Wi-Fi was great and it was very clean and stuff. Like I was fine there. And I think Miles was like pulling his hair and would have rather lived in downtown Bucharest. I'm definitely more an adventurer. Al's He's way like more a, a creature of habit. I am, a cr like I am totally I a creature I have to say I'm with you yeah. on that. So uh, I'm not a great traveler. I, uh, I tend to, uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a hermit. I don't like to have, be on a schedule for vacation. Like we're going to wake up at eight. We're going to go do this. We're going to be out all day. We're going to be, you know, I no, like so weirdly to, I'm that I'm that you, I'm fine you do, when you, we go on vacation. But again, yeah, but he doesn't do the schedule. I don't do the oh. schedule. See, what I like about the vacation is tell me where we're going. We can be 
literally sometimes I'm like, where are we going? I, I don't don't even tell me where I'm going. Just what day? Great. Well, I'll show up, get on the plane, you know. And are you good with that? Do you not complain when, when someone else organizes things? Because I, I hate that. No, to, to, but by the way, in my, in my younger, you know, I've been married 26 years now and my wife is an excellent or, you know, traveler, arranger, arranger and, <laughs> knows, scheduler. and, and scheduler right, and right. knows what we like. So but basically, by the way, that is the thing now where it's like, you know what? I didn't. I yeah, well, I will say, though, the one time that we were together, we were shooting the Hannah Montana movie down in, in Nashville <laughs> and we got to go to Memphis for the weekend to be bizarrely the judges in the barbecue festival in Memphis, which is wow. a big deal. We knew nothing about barbecue, but but I wanted to go to Graceland <laughs> and said, oh, let's go to Graceland in the afternoon. And he said, okay, sure. And then he blew me off and I ended up not going to Graceland. Just like I always, I said. So you've ne- never been? No. I don't want to go. Him for, I know, right? How can, yes. how can you be in Memphis and not go to Graceland? Oh, I blame no, him completely for that. How? Come on, man. Right? That's, that's, I know. By the way, I now I wish I went to Graceland. Yeah. So. So, so now I just drag him, whatever we do. Yeah. So when we were in Romania shooting Wednesday, we went to like the, I forced him to go to all the places he should go to. Yes. And did you like it? Were you grateful for I, that? You know what it is? And and I know this about myself. I'll bitch and moan, but then when I'm there, I yeah, actually enjoy it. And, and I know that about myself. Like I'm, I'm at like, yeah. and sometimes I try to like skip the bitching and moaning phase and get right to like, I'll be fine. It'll be, you know. That's good because I, I but I'm, yeah. There's nothing I hate more when I, and we'll get into your, this is fun talk. I organize a lot of things. Yes. Ryan's yeah. not on mic right now because we have you guys, but Ryan knows I organize softball. I organize things for my friends, dinners, whatever. I'm sort of that guy. And I'm fine with that on two conditions. One, just be appreciative. You don't yeah. have to buy me anything. You don't have to pay me back. Nothing. Be appreciative. And two, don't complain. Right. Right. Like I'm doing all the work. We wouldn't get together if it wasn't for me. Right. Would you say you're writers if it weren't for me? <laughs> What for you. If it weren't for you. If it weren't for me. Yeah. So that, you know, but I know it's sort of one of your things and you're working on it and you're, you've been working on it your whole life, but you're kind of like, you're the guy who's like, let's go and explore and this. Yeah. But I probably, I think when it comes to like style and dress, you, you seem like you're, I have to look, I have to wear my collared shirt. I look more, not that you don't look presentable. No, he, you're he, laid he, back, he, but he's he, the style he, guy. He wins. Yes. Yeah. You more spend a lot of money on clothes. Wins. I don't actually, but I like to put myself together just so it feels like he he does professional. Yes. Right. And like (laughs) we had one interview. I remember it was with the LA times during Smallville and, they were describing us and they said Miles was like very put together and he goes and he's laid, <laughs> describing me as laid back and rumpled and that's when I was like yeah you know I should work on that a little bit so yeah do you do you picture me like that kind of rumpled no. you're not you're not rumpled no stylish. no no you're stylish you're you're stylish you're, you're you time, I think I was a little more stylish today but usually I'm sweatpants when I'm interviewing yeah but even that it's just it's, it's kind of me but yeah you have that star charisma so yeah you, you get away with all the shit that <laughs> yeah we know, right? <laughs> right we, we don't do. have that yeah. so that's that's the fun as you have yeah now let me ask you this you've known each other i'm gonna guess i'm gonna go with 27 years 30 almost yeah 30, 30 years you've been together yes now this was a long time ago when you when you were on the podcast last right i think we i don't even were we pre, in this room oh, we yeah. were in this room but yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pre-covid it was pre-covid oh, yeah. yeah but i remember us talking about you know you you, you sold an orangutan film That's and right. for four hundred thousand yes. dollars and uh you know the movie didn't get made but it kind of gave you a jump start into you know gave you inertia Right. Right? right to to sort of like you know and um but if you look back do you look at each other and think that's the miles i knew at usc that's the al it's it's relatively it's the same guy 
yeah. for the most part. Do yeah. you really feel 100%. that way? Yeah. We have, I think obviously people, people evolve and we've yeah. definitely changed, Do that. but yeah, <laughs> but it's, but it's like, we're still, and I think that's the thing about as you grow older, you're yeah. basically the same person just trapped in somebody else's body. Right. And it's just like that strange, like, really, I'm getting old and you don't feel it. Yeah. And I think you feel that your experience as you grow older is actually, you become more alive. Right. So you feel that. And, um, and you and you get, and you do definitely, I think, get mellower in some ways. Yeah. Thing, I, when we talk about this, you know, even doing this show versus Smallville, which was, you know, 22 years ago, we're like, you know, the 30 something version of us would have been furious, but the 50 something version of us is like, why? Well, yeah, we'd have been raging egomaniacs. Yes. As, uh, uh, 30 years, 20 years, 20 years ago, ago. Smallville yeah. right? would have been like, it's a different, with different people having gone through the Smallville experience yeah. of having a hit show. Yeah. To, now this experience is having Wednesday. So it's a very different, that I said, we have very, very, very different people having had that experience yeah. of the ups and downs and the sort of roller coaster of anyone's career. You sort yeah. of learn from that. Have the roles reversed in a sense that I remember on Smallville, it wasn't, I'm, I'm not going to use the word feared because you weren't like this megalomaniacal, mean, you know, mean to people. You were always very kind and sweet. But what I mean is uh, it felt like, you know, Al was the one that sort of, kind of talked to and he was kind of calm and you were but like if anybody's gonna lose their shit and say no that's not working it felt like it was miles who's like i won't stand for that and maybe you were that too but you sort of needed to be the balance do you think that those roles have sort of um you know are they the same in a sense or now have they shifted a little is is al a little tougher well or are you both kind of relaxed a little more now well i think i I think interestingly the roles we because you know i mean the job of showrunner which was not a term that was even around 22 years ago but right. but it's it's actually a lot of jobs and oh, yeah. it's good to have two people and the division of those jobs is kind of really what it was i mean yeah. we sort of figured out like i i will handle like studio executives and i can't deal with that notes and like and i'll i'll I, you I know, know I like but then but then the thing is it's like i i'll be honest i i i'm not really a set person like you know miles loves being on set he directed you know, pr- directed I but i i too. love i love the i love sets i love the camaraderie of the crew i love the crew just generally in terms of that what they do and watching them work and um I think that's a really interesting. I love being there. The weird stuff that crews get to do, like yeah. being in, staying up all night and seeing the dawn, or watching you know incredible, you know lighting effects through the woods at night. I just like just the the magic of movies right. that, that comes with being on a set, um, which feels like a very special thing to be in this business to see. Uh-huh. I'm going to like weird locations that no one else could get access to. I think that's the magic of it for me. And seeing then making sure that the scenes are as I imagine them in our heads. So yeah, that's right. sort of like the, yeah. the guardian of like our vision on set. Um, and I'd rather just be in a room writing. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what's funny is I picture like, look, if you, if you look at both, uh, you know, I would want without, if I didn't know you, I'd be like, I want the English guy talking to uh, you know, Australian slash English. Yeah, yeah guy talking to the executive because he just sounds you know it's like well he's, he's uh, you know, it just sounds like it's smart you know yeah. but <laughs> you don't like it you don't feel comfortable well no i i feel i guess i think i've got a lot better you have it's just in terms of being it's all about being defensive and i think that's something that, oh so you're worried about being defensive yeah i think it's always about being defensive in terms of like taking people's ideas on which we always i think the thing that we've done in our career and has done well for us is that we're very openly collaborative we really welcome everyone's thoughts and ideas yeah, I agree from you. every element from any I'll, we'll take a good idea from anybody literally mm-hmm. and it's and this and the the project isn't or the, or the episode or movie isn't finished until you literally you deliver it so the whole process from 
the writer's room, from the set, from the actors, the directors, and then editorial. Yeah. It's all ongoing process. It's constantly evolving. And that's something that we sort of honed on Smallville. And then something that's continued and I think it's got even better for us in terms of like making sure that ever we get all the ideas and it's a continual collaboration with every element of the show. Now you said something about uh, sort of articulating or that vision that you both have and putting it on screen. So being on those sets and seeing the forest lit, lit up and all these things and like, that's, that's what we want. That's what we want. Um, I guess knowing each other this many years, you you assume like there's no question I know Al will like this. I know this is what we both want. Is there ever those moments where you're like, what is that? And you're like, oh, I love it. And you're like, <laughs> very rarely, right? No, I can't, I can't really. I can't really. No, exactly. Like, Miles, what are you doing? No, no, it's <laughs> We've not. never had that. No. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's really insane. Yeah. We've always been incredibly in sync. Yeah. And if we do surprise each other, it's like, wow, that's better than I imagined. Um, And the, all the, all the issues are otherwise solved in script stage. We yeah. never get to a point like, oh, this is like, what were you thinking? It's like, it's always, we've resolved any, not, not even conflicts, just like differences of point of view in terms of in, in the, the writing phase. Yeah. And right. then it's just always the, the anxiety of a writer is like, are they going to fuck it up on set? Is the director going to fuck it up? Is the right. actor going to fuck it up? Are so, you sort of waiting for that moment? No, I think for, it's always the anxiety of a writer that that the other element is going to fuck up your vision. Like then it's not going to be as good as you hoped or as you, as you, and I think what's amazing is when it actually is better. Yeah. And that's, that's the joy. Like, or it's exactly <laughs> yeah. like you want it to be. So right. certainly on Wednesday it was like, wow, this is better than we imagined. Or it's exactly like we, 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 we could we could have thought and, and hoped yeah um, and similar with nutter on smallville that yeah. smallville pilot was like oh my god this is everything we wanted it to be and better yeah and that's what you want it, it, it keeps getting uh, elevated by each different person who comes into it this show is sponsored by better help i don't know how many times i have to talk about this but it's so important if you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time um better help has helped me substantially ryan here have been using it for a while and i you know don't you notice when you don't use better help when you don't have therapy oh the weeks where i miss a session of course yeah yeah it's just it's it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and 
were paying so much money. It's throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. Found, I got rocket money. <laughs> okay, I found one. It, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming de- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period, it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Was there, um, is there ever a moment? I know there's a moment, there's moments, but like even with a great director like Tim Burton, who's this legendary, larger than life character that, you know, there's that, the movie star, the old school movie star, that sort of mysterious, that doesn't really exist anymore, but Tim Burton, it's still, he still has that mystery to him, right? you know, and that, 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 um, that appeal and that sophistication and, um, he's a legend, but are there times on set where a big director like Tim Burton or Tim Burton, you're watching something and it's, and you're thinking, yeah, but that's not what I want. Shit. What do I, how do I tell Tim Burton this? How do I say Tim? Yeah, I, this is great, but it's, it's not what we're looking for. It, it was it was an interesting because Tim was actually he's, he's actually been a fantastic collaborator and he was incredibly collaborative in the in the prep part and certainly in the post. And then when he was shooting, that's where it was. We had to figure out how to do it. I remember the, the first day on set and it was his first day shooting and he hadn't shot in a couple of years either. So, you know, it's the first day of anything. Getting Everybody's going. kind of nervous yeah, yeah. And, and getting going. And, and we had some notes and we and then we realized at the moment, like, this is not this is not going to work this way so we went to him the next morning again this is i think where maturity comes in and mm-hmm. we said look tim we don't we would go you're tim burton we you know but you want to be deeply respectful, we want to be of, your respectful of your process and we don't want to like but, so how do we do this so how, yeah. do, how do we do this and, and he, he was and we'll say it initially I and mean, he was very he was very intrigued by the idea of doing tv yes and he was very intrigued by the idea of doing telling a story of a longer form so doing, so he had never really done tv he had never done no, tv he had never done never TV. never yeah. wow. i mean i think he'd done some episodes like back before he was yeah. tim burton like in the in the he'd right. always been intrigued by it, but he had yeah. never done a streaming show or the idea of how do you tell a story over eight hours or yeah. over eight episodes that was something that, was, that really intrigued him um and he liked the when we first met with him over zoom or it was you know, over his facetime call yeah it was he he liked that we'd done tv before and he knew he knew smallville yeah. and so it was something that he really was like looking to us to help navigate that new 
new world. I mean, he's obviously doesn't need any help doing anything, but but he was deferring to you in a, in well, a way. It was just he wanted to collaborate. Like, right. Yeah. We, we, uh, you know, you're using like good guys to take me on this journey, and we can do it together. And that's exactly how it was. It was yeah. this amazingly collaborative um, experience in every aspect. And then even in in post, it was like you know, this is where we got nervous. Like you're dealing with Tim, you think, oh shit, what are we going to do? And the way it works in TV is, you know, Michael, as you the director does the cut and then the showrunners get the cut and that's it. So here we were like, we're not going to cut Tim Burton. How is that going to work? Right. But, um, cause he's always gets final cut in his movies. Yeah. So it's like, who have, you know, what are Alan But he Mark? knew that you guys get final cut. Well, we, I, we didn't, it's not really final, but what we said is if we have some notes, like we can, we'll try anything you don't like yeah. to, we'll, we'll take out. And we went and did a pass and he watched it. And the great thing about Tim is, he just watches it. If if nothing bumps him, he's like, yeah, that's great. And he went and watched it. And he goes, yeah, that's terrific. And then when he got to his next cuts, he's like, okay, you do your cut. Because then he would get ideas from it. Like he would see. Ah. Yeah. And then he also loved the idea. Like we had the sequence in episode two, which was the canoe race, the Poe Cup, which, you know, there wasn't really enough time in the schedule to shoot everything. So, but we said, we'll put this together and then we'll storyboard the rest. And then you get to go shoot more, which I think weirdly, it was a little like animation for him where it's like, oh, you can go back and get the things you don't have because because of the continuous production of television. And then what we would do is- Like the the dance as well. The dance as well. He he saw his own color, the dance. Oh, actually, I want want more stuff. He goes, I want this and this. And and he's- he's, Wow. Yeah. But what we would do is- in the mornings, we'd meet with him in his trailer and we'd go through the scenes of the day and he'd, he'd just be like, highlight beats, like, let's, you know, talk through anything. And the other thing, too, is because it's obviously it's a big mystery. He goes, you you all have the bigger story in your head. So tell me like this. Make sure we get this because it's going to pay off in episode five or something. Mm-hmm. So he was he was and actually he, and he'd cut lines. He didn't like yeah. or thought we could, we could trim. So it was a really like just yeah. a, a very elegant simple way to start each day. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. So we were yeah. all on the same page and then we wouldn't have to bother him on set. Yeah. Then he would just go and, and, and you know, it's funny because the first you were talking earlier, like you look at things and you're like, is this going to, you know, and it was Tim, but you watch some things and we were, we just didn't understand how some things were going to cut together. Right. And then when we saw his first cut, we were like, well, like, it's just the economy it's, of shots. So he it's has the a, opposite of a TV director who yeah. just covers the shit out of a scene. Yeah. Tim shot with one camera, one camera. So, so we'd like, so the, the studio would call us and be like, where's the coverage? We're like, there is no coverage. You, you have to make him shoot with more than one camera. Like, it's like, we're we, going to make Tim shoot. Like, we're not making Tim Burton do anything. And you <laughs> want Tim Burton and this, that Tim Burton style. And this is what it looks like. And this is how you achieve it. Wow. Yeah. And, and multi can two cameras or more. That would have just, the look would have been different. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a different lighting. Exactly. It's, it's all lighting. set up for one shot. Yeah. yeah. And this is how it's going to work. But the economy of his storytelling is unbelievable. What, what, what a lot of directors would take multiple shots in, he could do in like one or two. It's and, just, and it's just a, in terms of the, Directly covering their their ass basically. Yeah. The, the second episode mm-hmm. begins with a there's a missing kid basically. There's a sort of like a dogs police dogs through the woods, which you know I think we'd scheduled like four or five hours for this big thing, and he did it in three shots. Three shots. And it actually you know you have no idea you're looking at three shots. Yeah. When you look at this, because it looks like it's multiples, and it's just like okay, so it's really fast yeah. working with a master filmmaker. Yeah. It's, it's confidence. It's, it's absolute confidence in yes. what what you're it's doing. It's storytelling and, and complete complete, complete story. Like his storytelling is just amazing you can really see the insecurity with so many directors as totally. we've got to shoot so much stuff that i know i'll get something out of this exactly whereas i need this i need this and i need this well, these and, tell the story and, and that's all you need and, and that's, that's all you need all and the need. thing is he's a storyteller whereas whereas most certainly in, in television 
which is fine, is they're 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 covering it, yeah. right? They're covering mm-hmm. a scene where he'll he directs it like it's here's the shot, here's how it's staged, here's the perform, and then he tells yeah. the story. So that was that was it definitely really, eye opening for us. Yeah. yeah, and the way he handles himself in terms of like you don't think a guy like that would be at all malleable, you know, or uh, sort of you know. You know, this is the way it's done. This is how it is. And there are a lot of directors like that who'd be like, no, I don't want these guys on set. Get them the fuck away from me. I'm not, you know, egos and this and that. And he's all about, hey, how do I make these guys have a lot of experience in TV? I don't. I'm a movie maker. I'm a filmmaker. I do all these. You know, I have to listen because it's smart to listen to people who know what they're what they're doing. And he just it sounds like he just respected you and he wanted to to get your vision across. And and, uh, amazing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was so it was really we didn't know what to expect. And it was really an amazing experience for everybody. Yeah. Does he ever lose his shit? Come on. He had to snap. What the? I think everyone's I mean, also, it was a very, it was really challenging. Tough, we tough were, shoot. Yeah, we were shooting in Romania, which is an incredible country. How was the weather? It was tough. We were shooting over, over, over winter. It was nine months and it was really, it got cold and um, it was COVID. So we had the really, it sounds, we're not complaining, but. The, You're a little one step removed. Also, it's, yeah. it's. I mean, Maz and I, you know, shot, you know, New Zealand, Canada, Ireland, but. We had we never really shot in the country where English isn't the first language, and then so you put that on top of masks, and it's definitely. And then we had the war in Ukraine. Yeah, stuff, war in Ukraine next were, door. And they were never they were never going to invade, but there's a certain level of anxiety that the American cast had with that. Yeah, and also you realize how close nuclear power plants are, how many Ukraine has, and how and how close they are to like if one if if Chernobyl went, you're like it's L.A. to Portland. That's how far away you are. So, so it was, it's 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 it a was, little. But they're so efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, wow. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. People don't see a lot of times they, they see the glamour in it. They watch Wednesday and they go, wow, this is beautiful and great storytelling and writing and everything. It's just the music and Jenna is amazing and all this stuff. And they don't see how hard it is to get that, to get one hour yeah. of yeah. a show. But, but they shouldn't. That's that's not the, that, it, the yeah, whole point is you're supposed breezy, to make it look, look fun and breezy. I know, but I sort of <laughs> I sort of want them too, because you know, when people come to set and they want to see what you're doing, they're like, Oh my gosh, you're doing this scene again. It's four hours. It's, it's like watching paint dry. It's yeah. like the worst yeah, thing yeah, ever is, is being yeah, on yeah, set. Yeah. So it's like I wish everybody would know. Like they all think like I could act. I could do this. Wow. That was, yeah. I, this doesn't look that hard. You had an easy job. And look, we're all grateful and happy to be doing it. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, it's not glamorous. It's not glamorous. No, it's no, you're usually shooting not in, in warehouses or somewhere, you know, where nobody would want to be in the middle of the night. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's Will Rogers used to say everybody has two businesses, their business and show business. So that's just. But the it, it is still what's great about it. It's always different. It is that's always different. About it. Yeah. So, every, particularly when you're every making, day is a challenge. Yeah. When you're making something, every, every day something else goes wrong that you don't expect. So how do you <laughs> yeah. solve? So it's constantly like problem solving and making things work that shouldn't. And then the budget gets cut. And so, okay, how are we going to make this work? It seems impossible. But then you have to find the creative solution behind it. But it's just, to me, it's always a privilege to sit there on a set and think this is actually, you know, we sat down at the farmer's market and came up, came up with this idea. And here we are. Like, know, okay, take me back to the farmer's the market. Of you're at the farmer's market. You get a sandwich or something. You're sitting down. You got a donut, actually. But, huh? You got a donut? Yeah. What'd you get? Bob's Donuts. Yeah. Donut too? Yeah. Coffee, hot chocolate. We got iced tea and Bob's Donuts. Yeah, iced, yeah. Bob's Donuts. Yeah. I'm just painting the picture here for folks. Yeah. This is a place over on uh, <laughs> Third Street. 
and uh it's a farmer's market there's shops and little so imagine these two guys old friends 27 years 30 years 30 years well at the time (laughs) 28 yeah (laughs) and they're sitting down for donuts and who says you know what never think of uh wednesday adams was an interesting character how did it start well it's it's it started i mean it was honestly we were we had been back from we'd basically been away for four years from like 2014 to 2018 making the shannara chronicles Shannara, the badlands so we were in new zealand and ireland and that was hard because that was literally just different different sides of the world making shows yeah and yeah. then going to Toronto to do post. Yeah. So it was, it was like, there was, there was a crazy setup, which we should never have done. But we, we, our problem has always been we never say no to anything. So we had two. Well, this is also, we, we were trying to get both shows in one place. And then we ended up literally, if you, if you dug a hole through the earth from Auckland to Dublin, you'd hit it. Like we were that far away. It was like Lady Hawk. Like if Miles, we, <laughs> we could talk to each other at like 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Like that was, it was a, tw- it was literally wow. a 12 hour time difference. Yeah. So we, we were, we were back, you know, we'd done these two, you know, big fantasy post-apocalyptic shows. Both were huge world building. And then, you know, it's it's always the thing, though. You're you're basically back at the bottom of the mountain trying to find your next show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. And we kind of wanted to do something with young people and we were and comedy and comedy something that was that we've because into the badlands is incredibly brutal martial arts show. Mm. It was really relentless and very difficult to shoot in terms of it It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. And the show visited the set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the show, the show was was fun. fun. The show show was great. I mean, (laughs) we're really proud of the show. I think it's a show that was underappreciated, but because it was, it was ahead of its time. But, um, we wanted to do something. We wanted to do something smaller and more like and <laughs> this is our this is our little show about a girl in boarding school. And also, to be honest, we wanted to do a, a show for our daughters. Yeah, you, know? you have two daughters each, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we also kind of part of it was like the like Smallville, which is like, is there an iconic character who's a, there's a chapter that hasn't been told? And so we kind of got to Wednesday Adams, and then yeah, you have a uh, sort of a. <laughs> propensity yeah yeah, no, yeah yeah we own going, that i think yeah. we own that corner now yeah. <laughs> teenage years teenage years yeah, yeah. Of it. yeah. yeah. so like, what yeah go. it was so we were so we kind of wanted to it's it's a little like getting back to your roots little how do we change it up how do we do something that's in set present day even though it but who was brought a it up building show do you remember who brought it up it, it came well it came out from al because alvin had been at mgm for with some friends and, and they were working on the animated movie um, and Wednesday was the highest testing character in the animated movie. And we thought, oh, that's a really interesting. Hmm. Uh, so we're like, oh, if that, what if that's live? And here's what's interesting is they didn't know who had the live action TV rights. So we basically came up with the whole show on spec. You know, did a so whole we series the Bible. Whole series and then Bible. went to Paramount. And then, well, we we had, and then this was also. Paramount the, did, did the original live action movies. No, so we thought, oh, oh who has it? Does Paramount have it? Or because MGM was doing the animated movies. And it turned out that MGM had the rights, but they had a very contentious relationship with the rights holder, who's who's a guy named Kevin Mizraki, who was um, Charles Adams's 
um, like landscape architect who befriended him and his wife. And when they died, they left him the estate and he's built it into this actually incredible, you know, franchise. Because I don't, I don't think what we either of us appreciated was that the Adams family is still incredibly popular around the world. Well, clearly, right? Yeah, no, no, but no, <laughs> yeah. no, but, but I don't think, but I, we didn't. I, I don't think we sort of we we're well, like I think anyone. We knew that. the Adams family, we, but we we're like you know because there's a, there was a musical about ten years ago with Nathan Lane, mm-hmm. um, and I can't remember who played Morticia. It ran on Broadway for a year. To be honest, not not a terribly good show. It has been the number one produced high school show for the last ten years licensed. So when people go, what's my spring musical going to be? It's the Adams Family. So interestingly, kids know the Adams Family. The animated movie came out and made $200 million. So it's one of those it's, things. It's, just pe- like, people love it. People so love wait a minute. It so you're there. saying you sort of do the research of you know, demographically, uh, who, uh, genders, who's watching, is there, is well, we, it, it do, do you do that before you come no, up with ideas? We, we no, no. We, this was something where it was like, oh, here's a character. Nobody knew who had the rights. It's clearly just sitting out there. It's not. Here's the other thing. It wasn't owned by a studio, right? There was a there was a separate Adams Foundation, mm-hmm. and so we, um, with the help, Steve Stark was the president of MGM Television at the time. He's now a producer on the show, and Andrew Mittman, who was his executive, and they. So we went in and we had done this thing. We pitched it to them. They loved it. Was the idea. Pretty, it, was a, it was like a twenty page, twenty page detailed bible of what the series should be, which yeah. is very similar to what the show is. Yes, mm-hmm. so with all the characters and, and the world and the mythology of Nevermore and what the first season would be in terms of laying out the mystery story. So it was and what it was the pilot very, was. And this is all on spec in terms of what we. It's good. For, we always do this anyway, just so we know what the show is before we go pitch it. Yeah. So it's something we do whenever we do a show. Right. So they were like, "Great, we don't even know if we have the rights." We pitched it, but first we pitched it to the rights holder. Who, who really loved it because he, you know, saw, he said there was a, which is true, there's a sophistication to the Charles Adams cartoons, which he didn't feel got captured in a lot of these animated things. They felt more kiddie. Mm-hmm. And he liked this because it felt more true to the, to the tone of, of his original work. So he was on board. Right. And then MGM through various legal things because of the animated films had what's called the right of, of last negotiation. So, which basically means if anybody else tried to come in, if, MGM came in with like a dollar more, they could get the rights. So MGM negotiated the rights. And then we went to, we went out and pitched it around town and had one buyer, which was Netflix. So only one buyer. Only one buyer. Wait, wait, how, how many did you pitch? We oh, pitched five. At least. And yeah. they all said no. And, yeah, and, all said and, no. and so Netflix, so Netflix, this was in, this was in late 2019. And then Steve said, write the pilot because, you know, they, we had a con at that point we had a deal. So we wrote the pilot script and then MGM and Netflix couldn't agree on a deal on a, on a license fee for it. So, which is, which is how much they're going to spend per episode, like how, how big a budget you have for per episode. They and, couldn't and, agree on that. Yeah. And then how much, how much the, the studio was going to get. Cause it's, they're not partnerships anymore. The way it used to be in broadcast television, they, the, Outside studio is basically working for a fee. It's like a contractor working for a fee who then gets hit with the overages if there's a problem. So right, it's not right. a great setup. It really <laughs> right. is not a great setup. Right. But we, so suddenly it was, couldn't make a deal. It was dead. But then Steve got MGM, his bosses, to finance a writer's room for 10 weeks for us to break out the rest of the season, which we thought was crazy because we're like, what wow. streamer yeah. is going to buy a show that they didn't have a hand in developing? Yeah. But we're like, if this keeps it alive, we'll do it. So it was Miles, myself, and two other writers. That's expensive. Yeah. yeah. No, it was not cheap. And and it was, and it became the first Zoom room because we started the week of lockdown. Literally. Which, which feels 
writing a show about Wednesday Adams during a global pandemic feels on brand. Very. So, you know, um, yeah. So we so we basically broke out the rest of the season, had had written at that point four, four or five more scripts. And we knew, OK, if we're going to go out with this again as a bigger so package. So round two of pitching. Round two of pitching. We need a we need a big director element. And Tim was always at the top of our list. And everybody's like, Tim Burton's never done television. And, you know, I started in sales out of college. I said, well, if you don't ask, the answer is no. So we got it to uh, Tim's agent. And then we thought, OK, it's we, we may never hear from him. Usually, as you know, it, it's actors. You're an actor. Like you send actors scripts. You never hear back. Or it takes, like, it takes eight weeks oh, to get yeah. back. And then they yeah, pass. I know. Then right? they pass. Yeah. It's like, oh, he finally read it. Oh, they, yeah. it's, it's a pass. It's like it's just it's throwing things into the ethers. It's like just it's never, never happens. You ne- never hear back. Never hear. Back. And then four days later, we heard back. Tim read the script. He loved it. He wants to get on a on a call with you to talk about it. And Mike Simpson's his, his agent, who's a huge agent over at WME's Quentin Tarantino. And and we said, oh, great. Well, he set up a Zoom or something. He goes, no, I'm going to send you Tim's number and you can FaceTime him tomorrow because <laughs> he, he lives in England. So we did. And it was like a classic. Where was he, Miles? He was in- Tim has this, uh, this place in, near Oxford, this beautiful like country estate. And the garden is filled with these life-size dinosaur like statues. So he's standing there in his dinosaur garden talking to us on his on his and losing reception. It was just like the most get, surreal. Get, get moving um, around. We're like, we can't believe we're talking. And he's like, I love the script. He goes, I Were you nervous? Like, yeah, because it's he's Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. So you're just going like, and we have a number. And I had never done a FaceTime before. So I was like up That's early right. practicing <laughs> it with my kids, going like, oh, if I put this, I have to put two numbers in this thing. How do I do it? And Zero, like, one, one, wait, four, four. I don't know, four, like, I don't know what the hell it is. Right, right, right. right. So, he, so we did it. And he's like, I, I love the script. I felt like you were in my head. Like it, it, it all, I would have dated Wednesday Adams in high school. And we were like, oh my God, like it, it was amazing. We're like, great. You know, so we have this and he goes, so you know, we're like, do you want to, would you like to direct the pilot? Because I want to direct all of them. He goes, do you have more? And then, so he, he ended up doing four of the eight. So and he would have done more. I mean, he would have done all of them. If what he, are the odds? It's zero. It's I mean, zero. everybody's I, passing. You get a writer's room when yeah. you don't even have funding, really. Except yeah. for, yeah. you know, you don't, you, no one's bought. It's like you're doing all these things that sound like this is not how it works. It's a waste of money. It's not yeah. happening. <laughs> this is what they always tell you. Yeah. I pitched a show and I loved it and I had the whole thing and the, the series, the yeah. Bible. And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, and my agent's like, well, write something else. That's right. Yeah. Like, that's usually fuck you. Yeah. Why do you keep going? Why do you keep going? Yeah. And so we, and so we got Tim and then we went out again. And this time we sent the pilot script out and the Bible. And then we set up Zooms with us and Tim and everything. And we had one buyer, Netflix, same executives, uh, uh, Teddy B. Sally. Wait a minute. Yeah. You got Tim Burton and you have five episodes written and you've got this whole. Is exactly the pilot. Is ex- they're all exactly the same as <laughs> but we, 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 we made. Yeah. Those are the episodes we made. And and literally Netflix. It was uh, Teddy B. Sally and Coral Wright, who, who had bought it the first time, who loved it, who loved the pitch, bought it again. And then this was in August of 2020 and then you know and how, how it just seems to work now it took like seven months to close the deal and the deal was closed i remember it was inauguration day of 2021 and then we were you know then it was immediately greenlit we were off to the races 
And, you know, and then you have the problem of that's when the world was starting to open again for film production. Mm -hmm. There was no place in the world available to shoot. And they were trying to send us to Toronto. And the issue we were having was sound stages because the Tim Burton look is predicated on sets. Big sets. Big sets that require very big sound stages. And I think the sound stages they were trying to jam us into were like um, 19 foot, like 19 foot sound stages. This is this is like as high as this room. Yeah. Twice as high as this room. And then and then we got look and then so we called our producer from into the veil and saying is there any space in ireland is there and and the places we had shot in ireland ireland was full but then the places we had shot had turned into basically covid testing centers or because of brexit they become like ups centers because of just how goods were being transferred i mean so that was off the table we ended up we had, and then suddenly Romania was the one place. And it's so fitting, though. No, it's perfect. It's, it's kind of perfect. It's always meant to. It was meant to be. It was. Yeah. And so we, what better to shoot the ones Adam showed than the home of Dracula? And right? we and we went yes. and we were like, okay, first we gotta. How are we gonna like? What's Tim? We're like, we gotta get Tim on board. And we called him and we said, here's the thing. And we put up little like a deck together. And then we showed it to him. And then he literally pulls up on this phone. It's a picture of him and Alice Cooper at Dracula's castle. So he was, <laughs> we were like, okay. They'd gone there on we're a buddy like, trip. On, on a, just a trip. Like he just went there for fun. So we're like, okay, this is good. And then Miles went on a scout with Tim. By the way, this is the first time he'd met him in person. You've been working for like nine months together. Yeah, nine months together, all over Zoom. Like we we talked Did to him. Did he give you a hug? Daily over yeah, Zoom. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hmm, I didn't know if he was a hugger or not. I'm sorry, I hit the mic. Um, <laughs> And so, and he, and then it was, we went to Romania, which again, as Miles said, turned out to be perfect because we had this massive studio called Busta with these incredible sound stages, a, a huge kind of empty back lot field where we built the entire town from scratch. Woods right it is out the, the opposite gate. of what we did in Smallville. It's the opposite which of Which is like the yogurt factory in the middle of town. This is like the most... Where, where you were just driving to every location. This is like was, Warner Brothers, but just imagine a haunted Warner Brothers yeah. with, with weeds growing out of every corner of the, is of it, the it's lot. It's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you got to keep it going. Oh, well, yeah. For, for next season. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's... But anyway... I got to come check it out. Is it awesome to see? Oh, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, it was... a You know, and they... And, you know, our production designer found these great craftsmen. So all of those gargoyles wow. and statues and everything was all... I mean, the local Romanian crew were, were incredible. I mean, we really didn't bring in that many outside... You know, when you, you like film crews, they like... They shoot in the country and then they bring in a ton right. of people. You kept we a tried lot to get local, but, you know, but what's it's still it's still incredible. And it's, it's a classic Hollywood story. Is we only ever had one buyer. It's like Stranger Things had they had one buyer. It's E.T. Star Wars, anything that seems to. And this was we had no anticipation or expectation the show would be Amazing. as big as it was or is. I love the fact that only one person, yeah. only one. Place you can't ordered. name the other studios that passed. We can well, guess it, 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 well, every other streamer. Every other streamer. Just every like, other streamer, yeah. HBO, everything, uh, everybody. everybody passed. Yeah, everybody. Do you think they're probably those execs are fired now? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if those execs <laughs> were fired. still there to begin with. You know, just given all the the churn. But, but I, that thing is, no one knows. That's yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. always yeah. the thing. Well, well, I don't, like, I don't, no one, yeah, I don't blame them. It's no. just like I know, but no, no one knows. But unfortunately, these most of the people that are at studios, it's fear based. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I don't want to get fired. I have to appease. I have to agree. I have to very, it's very seldom that you find people that are like, I see this vision. I yeah. see what you're going to do. No, let's do this. And Netflix, the and guy was his name. Teddy, Teddy Biasali. Yeah. And he was absolutely gung ho. Did no, you know? hundred percent. Like, 100%. did you know right away in the room? Like this guy's going to buy it. He wants to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's yeah. one, a fan of genre. 
And this is always for us when when Tim came on board. It's like you got Tim Burton and you got Wednesday Adams. That is a marriage made in heaven. Like in terms of the two things coming oh together. My like God. how do you? You, you really it's have undeniable. you have two worldwide brands. Right? Yeah, like, but how the, do they? How do you make a deal? Because they're like, oh my God, these guys created Smallville, created uh, in the Badlands, they created all these movies. Tim Burton, oh my God, they're going to drain us. We're not going to have a budget. We're not well, going to have any money. That's part of the fear, isn't it? Yeah. That yeah, comes, that comes th- because it. that's probably, it's like, we're going to have to pay so much money in overhead, right? Yeah. That it's like, is it worth it? Right. How, how are we going to, you know? Right. And. Uh, but I will say, was. I mean, compared to, well, that said, the, the budget wasn't high. We had, compared to some of the shows, it was actually very. Yeah. Re- reasonable compared to a lot of these. other. What was Smallville's movies? budget for the pilot at the time? Six million? Paul, Paul, Smallville's budget for the time was $5.5 million. That was huge. And that was, a, that, by Which the way. Which is probably like $10 million if not more. I think it's probably more because when we did the the Aquaman pilot a couple years later, we were at 7.5. So, and Man, was, you can't tell me the, five, what about the budget later. for this one? You can't, can't say. Can't really say. You can't no, say. No, and it's also it's difficult because it's, you're doing all of them over. It's included in the eight. Yeah, that, that's the other thing too is there, you know, back in the day you had really episodic budgets. Right now it's all one. Yeah. Now it's kind of one and you can't, you know, amortize things the way you did before, mm-hmm. you know, because it's easier to take we're going to build these big sets, but spread over 22 episodes. That's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Eight is just, so some of it, frankly, the accounting's kind yeah, of different. The, the economics, the economics are different. Yeah. Did so. Danny Elfman do the music? Yes, he, he did. did. Yes, I he bet did. he was expensive. Well, it thinks what's it's great. Danny what's, Elfman for God's sake. It is sakes. Danny Elfman. Yeah. And it's Colleen uh, Atwood who Atwood does the costume. Yeah. So it's Tim brings oh his team. And yeah. Guess what? You see it on screen and you hear it on the soundtrack. You get what you pay for. You get yeah. what you pay for. Let me say this. Uh, how many um, Wednesday Adams did you audition for? How many? How many actresses did you audition? How many actresses? Oh, hundreds. Hundreds. I mean, we hundreds. It, it's kind of, again with those roles. The way we did with Smallville is you're casting a super wide net, but then you find the one. In this case, it was Jenna, and she was the Remember, one. Who, who was looking harder, for Lex Luthor? Who was harder? To, Lex, be honest. You can. I'm not gonna hurt my. Who was harder to cast, Lex Luthor or Wednesday Adams? Lex Luthor. I, Lex Luthor was harder to cast. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just a <laughs> no, no. It was. It was, it, it was a lot, lot more people. It was a lot through. more. Here's what it was. It was a lot more people, a lot more interpretations. But and and what we were looking for, it's it's a you know it when you see it kind of thing. And I think it in in casting casting uh, Wednesday is a little like casting Clark Kent. Like once we saw Tom, and you just even if it wasn't like a perfect audition, you're like. That's the guy. Yeah, and also I think I mean, Wednesday is yeah. even more iconic in yes. terms of you need someone who can deliver the deadpan, but have some soul to that. Some there's yeah. something underneath that, so it's not just a cold like. Yeah. it has to be a, an innate like ability to the person who delivers those lines. There's a there's a weird kind of almost like a, a, a underlying sweetness. Yeah, and I don't know how she does it. Yeah, well, you just you just are that. That's innate. It's, it's innate. innate. It's, it's the innate. way it's the way Tom was with small. Like there's a certain innateness that you that you either. And to be honest, you you had it as Lex Luthor. We kept saying, but that like there, my thing is there can be like there can be fifty different versions of Lex Luthor, right? Yeah, different different flavors of Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were looking for a, a new flavor that hadn't been seen before, which yeah. you had, and which so we, you had, but we couldn't have described it before we saw you. We knew we right. wanted someone yeah. who had who we, was actually the, the, interesting. Like, yeah, like the, we always talk about the Michael Keaton. Yeah, we said it was like comedic, a young Michael Keaton. Yeah, bringing the comedic element to it, which was like you want someone who has that comedic chops and the sort of this is not an insult, but the neediness of a comedian, like they need the, and that's what Lex says. He needs, he's looking for love. I guess. Yeah. yeah. All, all comedians, yeah. they say, have the sadness yeah. and dysfunction. Sadness, and boy, and he found a, the right guy. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> no, and it's, and, it's, and there's do. a darkness down there that yeah. you can yeah. see. But again, you just have to have that. You can't 
act that. Thanks, you know Chad. I mean? So, Mom? yeah, <laughs> right? No, but, no, but it's I mean, that it's know. that thing that that you just. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. There's there's the tragedy of uh, the first time we're actually liking someone 100%. and we know where he's going, right. and you're like, you don't want him to go there, yeah. and it's sad. It's like the Luke. It's like um, Darth Vader. It's yeah. like Anakin Skywalker, right? right? And, yeah. Anakin, yeah. yeah. So it's like the same tragic story where we don't want to. You know, yeah. So you want to save yeah. him, and he's unsavable. Yeah, I mean, the casting for other characters. Who was the second hardest character to cast? Morticia. No, we had. I mean, I think that's, that was pretty easy. Here, here's the great thing, Michael. When you have Tim Burton, you kind of get your first choice for people. So he, we, mm. and and it was, you know, more and and what Tim wanted to do, which which we agreed was. He wanted the Mortician Gomez to look like they did in the Charles Adams in the things. comics. So like that, so that so, makes sense for Louis Guzman, who yes. looks yes. more like yes. that, right? Yes. He, he looks more like that. And then he also, though, Maslow said it's you also want to understand why Wednesday, because this is a different kind of take, which is she wants to kind of get away from her parents, and so it's like if your mother's an Oscar-winning movie star, you 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 go like, oh, I understand. Like there's a how do you get how do you get past that yeah. shadow or out of that the most amazing actress was Gwendolyn Christie I was just gonna say that and what I loved about that is I wasn't used to seeing her uh as so elegant and beautiful yeah. and sexy and she and that was her, and it wasn't like she was not playing another bad character or another character who's struggling inside it was it was different than what I've seen her in yeah. no it was and it's and it was really cool yeah it was just and that was serendipity and it wasn't necessarily what we'd imagined, but she, she's perfect. Once we like, just oh. saw, we saw a picture and it's like, oh my god, it was just it became inevitable. Right. Once we sort of like thought about and the size differential as well between Jenna and and Gwendolyn, those scenes is just there's a magic between those two two actresses as well. That yeah. there's a chemistry yeah. that really works. That was just yeah, you can't predict, and it was just and she's fantastic. she's lovely. I mean, she's a I lovely gotta meet person. her. Yeah. Oh, think she'll get? You think she'd come on the podcast? Probably, yeah, probably yeah. yeah. She's cool like that. Yeah, she's, she's, she's amazing. Cool. Yeah, I mean, she's amazing. Just, what was? I, this is gonna. I don't think this is a weird question. I wonder if the studio, um, thought or asked or somebody had their hand up and said, "What if we make thing a female hand?" Was that ever brought up? It. You know, it wasn't, and I think it's just because we were trying. It's that's a departure that I think. It would have been when you're already doing a reinterpretation of the Adams family and focusing on Wednesday, it might have felt like a bridge too far. Like it might have felt forced. Yeah. Instead it might have like, felt like oh, what are they we're doing. You know, yeah. What is it? Yeah. Right, right. But <laughs> we spent a lot of time thinking about thinking thing, about thing. Yeah. In terms of making him a real character and giving emotional sounds ridiculous, emotional complexity. And but it, it shows in the way he. Yeah. Yeah. Thing and he does things, yeah. you know, sort of like. Yeah, the perplexity. Yeah, the well, sort of, of you can really you can really the stabbing of the yeah. Well, that's, know. that's one of the most emotional moments in the yeah. yeah. And you'd like if, on paper you'd be like, um, I don't know, is, is that right. going? Well, that going to work? And that was we agreed. Like, uh, how is it going to work? So it was one of those which we liked to do is like yeah. you take a risk in terms of like you have no idea if it's going to work, and it could be the cheesiest. There's a rubber hand, uh, you know, stabbed through the wall. Why should you give a shit? But that worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, so that's one of the things. And we had this amazing, crazy Romanian magician. Yeah, and what's his name? His name's Victor, Victor Dorabantu. Yeah. But we did all these additions for Thing as well. So yeah. we had all these people come in and it was the three of us and Tim 
uh, and they were all, all performing, and then Tim would be doing his. <laughs> Did you ever do that? Yeah. 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 Tim would be like, Tim was really engaged in the hand movements, and he'd get on the floor and. and act <laughs> it was them like out. giving line readings to a hand. Like Tim would get down. Was it hilarious? Hilarious. It was hilarious. Did you. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the guy, what's his name again? Victor. 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 Did Victor ever just like sometimes you kind of like stretching his hand? And he, so Victor of, like, had a, a, a glove because it was, it was cold, so there was some sort of big like like warming glove yeah, thermal like thermal yeah look, look look like look like a kitchen like a mitt like you wear <laughs> to keep his hand nice and warm yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean he could probably after this series go to conventions and sign oh, autographs oh, he, oh he already is i'm surprised you haven't run into him fantastic Every, performance. yeah everything's so detailed you know? yeah which it makes sense it's tim burton it's you guys it's yeah. got to be detail oriented um is it true Jenna Ortega came up with the dance, or is that just folklore? Nope, that's, she, that's her dance. Come on, the whole dance, the whole dance, the whole dance. The whole she dance. just brought it to the stage one day. She, yep. lit, Michael, I swear to God. So we, so Gugu Muck was, so Miles had the cramps on a playlist because we were obviously trying to think of what the song is. It wasn't going to be like a current pop song. It had to be something kind of classic, but but it, it also was because it was coming up. Yes, and so we had. Like, okay, we haven't decided what the song's going to be. Yeah. And you need the song before you can do choreography, right? So finally, I just did a playlist on my own, like on Spotify. And then we sat, sat, we sat with Tim, went over like probably like 15 songs. 15, yeah. And there was one cramp song on that that he liked and said, oh, I know another cramp song. And then he, he played Gugamuck. Yeah. And we were like, oh, that's the... And then, and then he... There was a choreographer, but... You know, he went to he basically went to Jenna and was like, he's like, I'm sure you'll come up with something great. Really? And so, yeah. And she, that was literally it. It. And then remember, you know, just sort of watching them film it and then going in and seeing just an assembly of it the next day with the editor and was like, this could be like the Pulp Fiction dance. Like, that's what it felt I mean, like. Lady Gaga was doing the dance. Yes, yeah. I mean, it was it was incredible. It was just like the perfect you know, but what was but what was, you know, and then this whole like thing, Jenna did get did have COVID after that because we tested really rigorously every day. I went, had the full PCR test. Everyone was fully masked. And then uh, because the PCR test was so early, if anyone had COVID, they were taken off set immediately. If the test came back in the afternoon, they were taken out immediately before anyone could get infected because it's so minimal. The testing they can they can find the most minimal like. And so she, right. that was the day it happened. And as soon as she was tested positive, she was taken off set. So there was never any jeopardy. And she didn't know she had COVID when she was doing it. But the fact right. that she just bought it, there was no, we, we had a choreographer, she didn't use her, and it was all her. Yeah. Because I said the next day, I, guess, I said, the choreographer didn't, or sorry, it's like, the, I saw the dance, like, that wasn't the choreographer, right? I was, she's like, no. She's like, I did that. I'm like, Okay. It's incredible, right? But yeah, it's an incredible dance. The really choreographer is. was upset that they didn't use her dance. <laughs> I don't know. And she's not responsible for that. <laughs> yeah, we had like Season and Banshees and um, yeah. yeah, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But, but it but, just it was perfect. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's just so, I mean, when you look at it from filming, from being there, is it always just shock you? How, or do you sort of know, like, I know what this is going to be when this is put together, how special this is going to be. Or is it really, does it really happen in the editing room? Do you really find it there? I, I would say in this case, because with, with Tim and everything, we, once we saw the assemblies, like the editing, you know, some, some episodes were tougher than others, you know, as, as they are, but it was, it was all there. Like when we left, we knew, we knew the show was good. 
Like we knew we were like, we're really we, proud we, of we the show. We were really happy with it. It's like, it fulfilled what we wanted to do. You know, what was Miles said, what we saw in our head. Some, some of it was way better. And, and but we wanted to always be satisfying. Yeah. It's always the thing for us in, our, in this new form of storytelling that it feels propulsive and it's never boring. Yeah. So it's interesting we're watching episodes of Smallville because some of them are like, okay, it feels like it's very networky in terms of the the, the repetition yeah. and like some of the episodes like a duds. Like, and it's just, you don't ever go into it, into 22 episodes thinking they're going to be, well, they're, it's not right. they're going to be duds. You, you have expectations of eight episodes. They better be good. They got to no, all no, be no, great. That, no, no. That's what we think. They have to be good. They, they have, have to be. be. You can't so, just have a dud in eight. No, no, no. They have to all be good. And that's always nor, the that nor, should, nor should you, right? <laughs> if you're making eight, because eight. we're—I mean, Michael, we made eight in the schedule where we made twenty-two of Smallville, right? Right. So ten months. Yeah, yes. it was about. It was about. Yeah, it was like eight yeah. ten months. Yeah, and also writing before that, so it's a three and a half year process to get to the ten months. Yeah. So the whole thing is just—they have to be great. Yeah. Unbelievable. So they're like we call them like Fabergé eggs. They have to be great. Yeah. Right, and that's what we always like set out to do. Yeah. So they can't be any, any duds. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's that's just, a lot of pressure. No, it is. Cause they're, I mean, there's always pressure. Yeah. yeah there's always but, pressure, but then it's just sure. But you have, to, and also it's just, I mean, it's just, it's again, it's chapters of a book versus short stories in a world, which is what Smallville was that had mythology episodes that could tie a season together. And, but, but it was just, it's a, it's a different order. Right is what is really what I mean. Doing. Do you, are there some characters or or were there any actors or characters that you you didn't think really worked as well as you thought and probably not going to come back because maybe the characters just didn't work? You, you know what was interesting with this one was, and this is mostly because of for for budget reasons and schedule and all these things is we were always cutting. So what you know, Wednesday's in ninety eight percent of the show. So I think at least with season two, it'll give us the ability now that you've met some of these characters to give them their own stories. To explore. And to explore yeah. them a to, little more. To widen more. the world. I, I don't think anybody, I mean, other than, you know, Wednesday and Weems, because she was in a bunch of the scenes and then- and Maybe Enid a little Enid, bit. Yeah, I would say Wednesday, Enid, Weems got yeah. the most, like they're the characters that, be, and Thing, were the were the ones that people, because they had the most scenes, because they were in the most scenes with Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it was a, it was very- interesting now to be like oh now we can now that you people are on the on the ride they like the world they like the characters now you can explore them a little yeah yeah and we you know obviously it's great to get a second season so you can expand the world yeah and we're always very hard on ourselves and making sure that the show is as propulsive and enjoyable and doesn't we're never complacent about the storytelling yeah that there's still something that people will enjoy and find delight in do you find that now that it's this blockbuster i mean probably the biggest show netflix has ever had right certainly one of them <laughs> yeah top yeah. top three with stranger things stranger things and squid game, game. wow good yeah. company yeah yes Crazy. um and we'd never never no no how ever ever expect no. it no we were like we we're aiming for like umbrella academy or like that would have been so we love that show but never expected it. it's insane yeah do do you feel like Netflix, obviously so supportive, bought the show from the first time around? They they said yes. They were the only ones again the second time around. Do you feel like they're letting you do your thing for yeah, the I mean, most part? They they let us do our thing the first season. I mean, they, so they been, don't really 
They've been great. Um, they're, I mean, they're involved and they give, and yeah, Smile said, well, we, we want, we want, want their notes and their feedback. Yeah. And, you know, and they, but they were, they were always behind it. Like, Not too invasive. No, no, no. No. And it's, 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 again, it's like we, we welcome collaboration that helps and makes it better. So it's always like being open to ideas and open to like, outside eyes as well like you need fresh yeah. eyes sometimes you're in you know you're in the hole it's like okay guys well, you've lost the track on this one so but yeah. but it's and they were incredibly supportive and mm-hmm. have to continue to be supportive and yeah. you know we were very lucky that that we had an amazing marketing campaign and not oh all shows God. get a marketing campaign yeah i know so, and it was and it was one of the few ali feinstein who's the who did this campaign for them she's a netflix it's one of the few times where you feel like the campaign actually captured the tone of the show like the campaign was funny you yeah know I mean? the how many times smart. have you watched something where you're yeah. like going that that wasn't at all right. what i was thinking no, the show it, was gonna be right. or a trailer is misleading yeah. Yeah. you what oh. you see is what you get yeah. yeah like this is the world we're going into yeah no, and, and, you're and, right and we're invited into the, you know it very early ends up writing a lot of the copy and stuff yes. and then the, and the lines for the, but but still that's great i yeah. mean we'd love, rather be invited in yeah. and and help and yeah. actually mm-hmm. make it sure that it does feel like the show because it the same voices are writing the ads as they are writing the show so if you feel that and yeah. that was an amazing experience and yeah how soon after did they say get back in the fucking writing room let's go <laughs> it, was, it was it was like it was like a couple weeks when the, the a couple of episodes like, yeah. aired well, as you know, they it drop everything. All. So oh, it, yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. it was but, like but, a couple but weeks. But we have that, like the first, like, because the data comes in immediately. So yeah. they know what's, but they know everything, which is the amazing thing. They know when people stop watching, when they start watching, if they watch the whole thing, if they watch it again. Yeah. So on this, on the first Monday after the, after the drop, we got, we had an amazing call with them saying how, you know. They're like, this thing is like, <laughs> and, and of course, you know, they, they call and say, you know, whatever that ad they put out, like, you know, how many hundred a million minutes or something and they, and they're, they're looking at just like isn't this exciting and it's like yeah but it's like telling me we want a gazillion dollars like i don't know what that but then right, when they right. put it in context of where that falls with their other shows i mean again they're an incredible company when you see i mean wednesday was like the perfect storm it was like they knew how to market it they were behind it 100 percent and when you see the power of a streaming service like Netflix, it's like when when they're behind something, you when see they're behind their power, yeah. and it's just they like, pour and into it. And, and when it and when something on that show, on that on that streaming service works, works, yeah, and just it's like a it's literally like a viral infection. It just takes off word of mouth, and it's a global oh, phenomenon overnight. Over, overnight, like you you think you guys like we were again. Smallville was an immediate hit when it premiered on the WB, but then it, you had a season, and then you had a summer of reruns. And then it sort of was inter- a year later. It was international, yeah. and, this, and and this the sec- sec- second season was bigger than the first yeah. season on Smallville. But what was what was what was oh, we're trying to articulate it because we're much more relaxed about this, right? Yeah. The problem with Smallville is you're in the room still writing. We're on episode like six when when that when the show premiered, premiered, and then you've got it's just like the pressure to continue on a hit show on network is mm-hmm. so much greater because you're actually in the you're, you're still yeah. making you're still in the sausage factory and they're like they love it keep making, making sausages <laughs> they're still battling yeah. you're still and, in the yeah. barracks and, 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 like, and the train know. is going off the tracks as you know like on the on the oh my god just yeah. like holy crap just oh, the first god. season it's just like a nightmare um how many scripts are done would you say solid for which for season two Oh, we just we just started back in the writers' room. You yeah. just started. Yeah, yeah. We, we have, you're we, breaking stories. We're yeah. Breaking in fact, stories. before you came here today, you were breaking stories. <laughs> exactly. Would you say you got a good start for the first se- second season? 
Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, I mean, we're, we've, we're happy so far. Pitched the, we pitched him and pitched Jenna and I think they're yeah. all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's, ex- everybody's excited. We're, we're, you know, Jenna has just blown up. I, it's incredible. So much that I said, can you get Jenna? She's like, I don't think Jenna's not gonna, Jenna's like, you know, in a league of But that's, and, and it must, and that's one thing like, you know, cause for us, it's she like, has her whole team and everything. No, no, but it's, but it's also, it's just like, I can't, like I was saying with you guys, it's television was always, you were overnight kind of, with something worked, it was like next day people recognizing you. Mm-hmm. But to be suddenly blasted out on, on Netflix and you're just around the world at the same time is amazing. I, I don't, and that was yeah. just, I mean, know. she went, I think she got 30 million followers when, when Wednesday aired yeah. or something. She started at six it, and she went to like 40. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just, amazing. and some people like went from, you know, we got one kid who's like, who's 13 on the show who went from like 3000 to 400,000. Yeah. Unbelievable. I, you know, what's funny is I, I, I love Jen Ortega. Jen Ortega is great. She's not just great on Wednesday, but I remember seeing her in You. Yeah. I remember seeing her in the X. movie X. X. Yeah, Scream. Um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, she's great. Yeah. She's freaking great. She could turn it on. And I'm like, she's a movie star. Because people will ask me, they're like, I mean, she's good, right? I go, no, this girl is going to be, it, she's a movie star. She's got so much talent. I, I, you know, she seems like she's great to work with. Yeah. Yeah. She, it's it's a, it's actually some of the like with Wednesday she like it's like super it's it's a little supernatural in a way and but yeah she's she's great and this was just the perfect role that just kind of it took a year that she was I mean because screen you know screen opened to thirty six million dollars last January and then she had she had X and all these things so it was like it was it was almost like the her year just started and then Wednesday at the end of it it just put her into the stratosphere Christina Ricci just briefly. Um, I hear it was hard to get her. Well, she was, it was hard because she was pregnant. Oh, so we had to work out. Okay, that's different. Yeah, yeah. that's different. So we had to. It was a scheduling. We worked out the schedule so she could come, and she all the episodes at the end, so she could do be at eight episodes and do it in like three weeks. Yeah. So because she had yellow jackets as well. Yeah, so she yeah. was finishing yellow jackets. I saw. I didn't finish it yet, but I saw most of the first season. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Pretty cool. It's 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 cool. People really and she, like and her. And she's she's fantastic to work with and that was because she worked with tim on sleepy hollow yeah, so right, it was just it was just like we would really and want to make it happen in the adams family yes, obviously, of course, obviously as we know yeah, yeah so it was just like and to have the two wednesdays together felt uh, iconic for this first season so it yeah. was just like uh, i mean it actually all worked this was the show where a lot of things almost didn't work and then they did yeah we got the perfect cast the <laughs> exactly you know it was just like right. the perfect fred armison oh my god fantastic incredible so i hear he's just great he's he, just he's that great to work he's with great to work with I would. And I, he, he can improvise like any nobody's business, he, right? You know he can, but he but didn't. he but he didn't. So and did, we, did Tim ever ask him to? No, because Tim didn't direct that. Guess block. who directed, oh, that, guess who directed that block? Marshall, Mr. Mr. James Marshall. Marshall. Yeah. No, and Fred was honestly he wanted the role, and he moved his schedule around to do it. And it was always like a weird thing because then we had a COVID shutdown. Oh my gosh, is his window going to get? And he showed up and shaved his head. You see, we only do things we only do people quiet to shape to, their, heads. their heads and he just he was great. i hear he's a great he's, guy. he's oh, lovely you know judd apatow was in the podcast and he talks about how just he, that guy can make him laugh like no one else oh my yeah. god i we, i'd sit in the trailer with him and just because i liked fred i'm sure he's like why is this producer always coming to the trailer to hang out with me in the morning but um you know be like hey you want to talk about this and then we talk about um documentary now or we, yeah, it was just music, obviously. music like, uh, you know, huge. He, he was, he was great. But also the, the transformation from Fred into Uncle Festa was just like, 
Yeah. It's like as soon as you walked on set with the makeup and the hat and the big like, like yeah. monk's cloak, it's like, what the hell is this? It's just <laughs> he said because he he he'd met Colleen in L.A. Colleen, the, the, Colleen Atwood, like, the costume designer, to 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 try on, and, 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 and Fred goes, I was like nervous because I didn't know how I was gonna play. Like he was just trying to figure it out for himself, and then he goes, I put on that costume, and cloak suddenly it was like, yeah. it's he like, goes suddenly, and the he goes, I weirdly he goes, I just had it. You know, I just suddenly it just like it's all great. clicked. Yeah. All right. This is called Shit Talking with Alan Miles. These are my top tier patrons. They give back to the show. I love them. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you to help. Uh, rapid fire. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Leanne, what inspired you to do the show Wednesday, which you already talked about? What has been, been your favorite part about this project so far? I mean, you pretty much said that, but um, favorite part about this project? I think working with Tim Burton. Yeah. Working with Tim Burton. Working with Tim Burton. Yeah. Maya P, what future projects are you working on that you're able to tell us about? We have we have a top secret project we can't talk about. Yeah. But um, <laughs> is it a show? No, it's a movie. Yeah, which movie. is a damn cool movie if it happens. Yes. It is it action? Is it thriller? Is it drama? It is, is it comedy? I'd say it's a com- horror comedy. What would you call it? Yeah, probably that's. If it's a horror comedy, I better get involved. Look look around you. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I want to play. I think I'd be great as the next, like, sort of like a Nicholson character in The Shining. Yeah, you could like lose manic. my freaking mind, well, like slowly. You, you know, my thing with you is you're you're very good and you don't work enough. So that's my well, that's my. <laughs> well, you know what? It's I, unfortunately it's. I mean, I hate to say it, but it, it, you know, I mean, in a good way. Yeah. But it's by choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. I, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. I just, I it's have your, this conversation. It's, your you're, it's your, you're like the Stanley Kubrick of, of, of actors. Well, <laughs> it's just that I think, you know, I think for me, it was sort of taking a break, a little break to sort of reassess things and kind of like, you know, work on me. But also it's like, I, I feel like I want to do things that really excite me. And very seldom do you find things that not only excite you, because it's it's not about the money right. anymore. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm not like, I don't have you money, <laughs> but I didn't create Wednesday, but I'm saying that yeah, I feel pretty happy and content and all these things. And I just want to do something that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want to work with yeah, that yeah. guy. Sure. Or I yeah. want to be, yeah. so I'm open to things. I'm just like, I haven't been very receptive to a lot of the things that have come at me. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Yeah, I, I, told, I guess. I mean, Which, yeah. And, yeah. and how many times do I have emailed you going, yeah, they offered me this and you're like, don't fucking take oh, well, it. Don't yeah, say anything. Yeah. I, I won't. But yeah, <laughs> no, but that's true. By the way, I, I have said that. And we get that also too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our, our problem is always saying no, but it's just like some of the stuff you get, it's like, oh my God, really? This yeah. is the one else to do? You know? <laughs> that's a luxury though. We're blessed that we Wait, don't have oh, to do so. Uh, that. We and that's, are. I, I yeah. mean, I agree. Wait, so. and you, you brilliantly, you, you, and you always did had so many, you know, music and now I mean, you got into the podcasting business early, and you're great, yeah. at it. and you're great at it. Oh, you're thanks. natural. No, well, it's you know. the guests that you know. You yeah. guys give all the informative yeah, stuff. It's still a point. But you're. I think I when you first season when I first heard you for a couple, I was like, you're a natural at this. So you know what's funny is I was so I told tell Ryan I was like I used to be so nervous about it and like you know I get like you know it was I had anxiety about yeah. it. And, sure, and I, I want people, to, and now I uh, for the most part like I'm just kind of like hanging out. Like right. I'm yeah. like I'm not worried too much like right. where is it going right every once in a while, i kind of just listen and 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 then i go uh all right yeah you know right. it's it's kind of it's fun yeah you guys make it easy uh santiago what are your feelings for smallville 20 years later <laughs> uh, again love it very grateful it's incredible that it's still the people still watch it and talk about it and it still meant so much to people i heard um annette o'toole on talkville this week 
and um, saying, you know, sh- people come up and say it's the show we watched as a family, which is, mm-hmm. and, that's, and we've done that with Wednesday. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. really, and that's significant great. in terms. Of, yeah, the, the they call it co-viewing the Netflix experience in terms of if people watch something together, it's called co-viewing, and the co-viewing on Wednesday was through the roof. Yeah, so families watching something together, which was. Which was it's so well, important, and even in today, it's even more well, relevant yeah. because people don't watch anything together. They, yeah. Everyone's watching their individual phones or devices, and to have something that brings people together the way Smallville did, yeah. I mean, and that's always the most meaningful thing to us in terms of the father, the fathers and daughters watching the show together. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we talked about last time the idea that the troops watching the show mm-hmm. in yeah. uh, Afghanistan yes. and Iraq so and profound. Yeah, I, I am so always moved by that and the Me letters too. Me too. that. We received and it's just it's so to have a show that has a, an impact in a positive way and both shows are so life-affirming that it's it's great to put that out into the world yeah you know um because tom and i are obviously doing the um the podcast talkville and ryan right here and and, and apparently me on occasion and well i call <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I call, well i call al for Secret an moment randomly and i go no i go i go you know what i want to call miles he's, he's he's out of the country right now i don't know and i was like thinking you know if you gave me your number i would call you oh well you gotta call me next time yeah you gotta call well, you know what then it'll be like i don't remember no for what he has it doesn't matter though i'll go miles Nocturne. i'll randomly call you and if you happen to answer yes. i'll say ryan and i put you right here i'll say miles right. do you remember we're doing this episode blog do you remember yeah. no i don't remember that but i did you remember oh, that director I, I sucked I, I love you sound like Johnny Rotten. When, when I know. Yeah, Miles. Fucking Miles. Yeah, You know, the one thing that I think the guys kind of laugh at me, they scoff. Um, you know, some people say, you're shitting on the show. And I obviously loved Smallville. Yeah. But like to to listen, to watch episodes and rewatch them. And like we talked about 22 episodes a year, as you said, they're duds. So I'm very honest in my rating system. But like, I'm like, guys, I I have two, like, I just gave Insurgents, like, a rose and a half. Yeah, that's a really I good love one. that that's one. Fantastic. That's a fantastic uh, There's one. a lot of episodes where I'm like, you know, and I think that, you know, I feel bad. Sometimes you watch a, a couple in a row, and you're like, uh. And then you watch one that's so good. And then you watch, a you know, and then yeah. story arcs and yeah. things. So there's so many, there's so much greatness to it. But I'm also honest about, you know, watching this. And it's also 20 years old, too. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's, you know, it's like, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, it's, it's hard. It's oh, hard. I, it's hard. I, you know, but Tom I, really loves everything, but you listen to it. I, I listen to it, but I, and I do. It's funny because. Do you uh, get mad at me? No, oh, I don't. Not mad. at all. What, well, what I think, than you. What I oh, think okay, is okay, funny okay. is, is when you're doing the synopsis and there's sometimes where I'm just like, why don't we do that? Yeah. You know, it's always like things you'd, you'd rewrite. Your, yeah. You know, yeah. but I do think it's, um, it's. It's just always hard under the. It's the crucible of time. On yes. The, on the net, net, on those network shows. Yeah. Just, oh, of course. But, yeah. but I mean, we were critical at the time. Like, yeah. some, I mean, there's some of those like, were just I, like, and sometimes we just like, okay, that like the, the, we haven't got to it yet. The, yo, the, the, ex- the baby blowing up. Episode, exploding baby. Episode. Oh my God. Wait, I, what was that? I think, I think we, it's like an, ep- I think it's in like season five or something. Or it is four. like, this is yeah. a diabolical episode. Yeah. But, and then um, there was like, and which you guys did, this was Redux, which was the one we had to shoot yeah. in season I, one. By the way, that episode was shot after the finale and when Beeman had fired the crew. <laughs> yeah. Not our finest hour. It was then buried in season two. Yeah, that's well, why it's there. That's yeah, because it made no sense. No, no, what are we doing? It's yeah. buried there. <laughs> it's buried there because they wanted the license fee. And- because because it was during like 
it was deliberately put on like the State of the Union day because it was going to be everyone knew it was going to be low low ratings that day. Right. Yeah. So it was all, purposely. Yeah. yeah. It was all buried. Yeah. It was literally like we have this one. Let's just bury it on a Tuesday where we're up against something, something big. big. Yeah. And we're R- just- what was the one Ryan that we just did that I didn't like? I didn't hate it, but I, I gave oh, it a turn. The werewolf one? No, uh, yeah, I didn't love that one. No. But it was, it was more. I gave it a heater. No, it was like you guys are it in... wasn't bad or good. It was the one where t- Tina Greer comes back and oh, face morphs into yeah. each person, and there was some moments. The the Tina greatest Greer. moment of that episode <laughs> was at the end when Lana's crying about yes. Whitney being dead. That was awesome. I'm like, yeah. that's the fucking show. Yeah, yeah. that's the show. Well, sometimes but, you just build the show so that's one great moment. Yeah, you know, True. or, or if scene, we always talked about if if a show has three great scenes, it's okay. You get through, yeah. you get through with it. Um, now, but they're much more forgiving. Like Ryan goes, I, I liked it. But, yeah. but on audiences are much more forgiving. No, I, I know. Just, that's like, why I feel like an asshole. Well, I feel like I'm the most critical of Wednesday as well. And the problems I have with the show, no one else seems to have. It's just like, and I. What were your problems, Miles? I'm not going to bring them up. But <laughs> I have all these problems with it. And no one's like, that's fine. It's yeah. like, really? No, no. Or they, people just don't. They just don't care. They don't care or they're not. And and I remember Peter Roth used to say, because you have an episode where he like didn't work. And he goes. If people love the characters and love the show, they'll forgive an episode. They don't care. Like he said, because I said it's before, comfort food. it's comfort food, but also an avid viewer. I was watching one in four episodes. Back so then. back then. So so it was, you know, and and, it, and you're right. You have a couple and then you have but one it's that's still, like. Yeah. That's it. It's still heartbreaking because yeah. you want all of them to be amazing. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and you sit there in the writer's room and, and on set. And you believe it's going to be amazing. You have to. It's always that delusion that yeah. you have that everything you're doing is going to be amazing. Do you know, by the way, you what... have to bring us on for Rosetta. Yeah, I said. Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, do you know there's another reason why I, I left after the seventh season? Because I signed on for the seventh season. Yeah. And I did that because people don't understand that I actually signed on for another year. Yeah, yeah. But part, part of that reason was two other people left after season seven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I knew that was happening. Yeah. And you know, I just felt like, you know, this is kind of the end. This is the time. Well, it how just many felt- more stories? I mean, it's, what are you doing? I did 160. Two. I know. And that, yeah. that's for us. It was like, we've done it. It's like, yeah. You do yeah. it for the wrong reasons then. You're not doing it out of creative fulfillment. Yeah. And, you, I, and I have great respect for everyone who went on and did it. And, and I have, I'm not dissing them all those show. I haven't watched it. But for us as, as creative people, it's like, there's a certain point you run out of juice that you're like, in terms of doing one thing, you know, and we went on and wanted yeah. to do other things. Yeah. You, you felt just, like this too. was the end of the road for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. We, we have no more stories really to tell. No, or, or that we were in, and not if not in, we understood again, and we're glad they, you know, the network and the studio wanted to keep making the show. And frankly, we trained people who would like, they were chomping at the bit to get into the driver's seat and let them. Right. It's a thing is television is a team sport. And if you're on a long running show at a certain point, it's you step aside and let, people that have new ideas or yeah. have that energy and enthusiasm come in and keep take, it's like a fucking mirror. Take the baton and keep going. So, yeah. Yeah, which is almo- great. It's almost like uh, sometimes you edit something and they're, they're just like, yeah, I just, I just don't know what else to do with this. So you have to give some young punk who's like, you know, got the MTV meta- mentality and he'll go and he'll do something yeah. different. Oh, okay. That's what I need to say. Okay, great. Yeah. Do that. That's not what I yeah. do, but no. yeah. yeah. And those shows, it's just, it, it. and again, it's something that nobody deals with anymore because how many shows are 10 years, but you do need that refresh to keep it interesting. And so, it, again, we have no regrets. Love the show. Oh, yeah. Glad we did as long as we did. And we're certainly do not regret leaving when we did. And then don't regret leaving when we did. Yeah. yeah. I bit one of my cuticles or my oh, nail. Oh, are like you a bleeding little, out bleeding? Now? Yeah, I'm bleeding. <laughs> yeah. Nasty. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know why. Just it was like a little thing hanging, you oh, know. Yeah, and you just kind of bite that yeah. off. I think it's all right though. I think it's a perfect time to end the episode. Excellent. Uh, this is this was awesome. You know, it's Thanks, funny because I I told Ryan before I, Ryan I was like, I had them on. I I, I know these guys. I, you know, what am I gonna talk? And they just it just it's easy with you guys. And it's so informative. I think people are going to really love hearing this process, hearing about Tim Burton, how how hard you worked, and how you just took this and kept pushing when everybody said no, and the, with the writer in writers' room, and then getting on the phone with Tim Burton and, and him like getting it to Tim Burton, yes. just this whole stuff and just these these moments and like uh, and to get you know it's lightning in a bottle. You, you know, you get it once if you're lucky, and you did it again. And so, uh, yeah, which, which is, is which is fantastic. I mean, this is the thing. It's beautiful. It's yeah. awesome. It's the great thing about show business. It can always surprise you. Yeah. And you're yeah. Just, and never count people out. No. And it's just and I think it's mostly you know, now that you we've been through it. You're just grateful. Yeah. You're just that's, grateful. That's the only that, thing that we that's that, really that's the, the thing that we feel the most. Yeah. Just gratitude in terms of. Yeah. That it's that it's completely unpredictable. Yeah. And all you can do is put try and do your best work. And yeah. And, 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 it, so, and if it hits and react, people respond. Right, yeah. That's just such a bl- incredible blessing and surprise. And we've but. had so many people reach out from sort of all phases of our career to say how much they enjoyed. So that's also great. That's you know, a, that that actually has been incredible. That's been incredible. Like people we haven't heard, but they just it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. been great. So well, I love you guys. Love I love you your success. I'm happy for you. Thank I hope you. we work together again. I yes. absolutely. I think we yes. will. You know, we, we will. will. That we will. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. make it happen. All right. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Michael. Always love having them. Yeah. Dual Great guests guy. are fun. And especially yeah. because everybody seems grateful for uh, everyone's like you're everyone in the room was like responsible for everyone's career. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they give you yours and you sort of help them with theirs. Yeah. You know? In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. It's cool. And, you know, let this be known. I mean, they are, in my opinion, they're geniuses. They're, you know, they come up with these ideas and they execute them and they know how to execute them. And the writing, I mean, the uh, through line, that's all them. This is what creators do. These guys have a vision. They write what they want to be seen and tell the story they want to tell. Let there be no discrepancy. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to all my top tier patrons. These are the folks that really, um, on top of listening, they, they give back to the show patreon.com slash inside of you thank you become a patron today you get shout outs you get boxes sent to you my appeal will figure out the box that got lost probably my fault but because i pack them and uh all that stuff um thank you for joining Patreon. we also have uh, youtube lives with the patrons we have sometimes you uh zooms with the top tier patrons there's a lot of stuff so get on there i'll write you a message appreciate you patreon.com slash inside of you here we go top tiers let's do it I'm going to put my other glasses on, Ryan. I wish you would. Yeah, because otherwise this could be a really un- uh, oh, there un- he is. unnerving. Oh, and now I can't see <laughs> you. Crooked. It's funny because when I have to wear these, I never wear these anymore with the guests because they're blurred. It's, it, far away gets blurry. I'm blurry right now? You're not like the Blur Witch Project. But the you're Blur like- Witch Project? I'm like the band Blur? <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, Woohoo! All right. When I feel heavy metal. Woohoo. All right. All right. Nancy D, Leah S, Little Lisa, Yakiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert. Don't be. Yeah. Jason W, Sophie M, Raj C, Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacey L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Mike E, L, Dan Supremo. Good old Dan. How are you, Dan? Lovely. 
I love Dan. 99 more. Santiago M. Where's my statue? He made me a Lex Luthor-like statue. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I can't, it's a different one. It's like a... Like out of metal? Like uh, out, or like out of like cheese? Uh, no, no, no. You, oh. <laughs> well, it's really cool. We'll see. Chad W. Leanne P. Janine R. Maya R. Maddie S. Paul, Linda and Dave H. Sheila G. Brad G. Brad D. And Rach. Hada da. Tabitha T. Tom N. Liliana A. Taya M. Betsy D. I don't know what I was doing. Chad L. Angel M. Rhiannon C. Corey K. X. Corey K. Dev Nexon. Michelle. K. A. A. Jeremy C. Brandy D. Joey M. Eugene N. Leah. Corey. Heather L. Jake. Uh, Think of the actor. G. No, Jake. He has, has a crazy dad. Oh, uh, B. Yep. Jake B. Megan T. Angela F. Mel S. Orlando C. Caroline R. Christine S. Eric H. Shane R. Andrew M. Tim L. Karina N. Amanda R. Jen B. Kevin E. Stephanie K. Jorel. Jam and J. Leanne. J. We already did Liam P. Luna R, Cindy E, Mike F, Stone H, Stone Henge, remember? Miss mm-hmm. S, Brian L, Katie B, Aaron R, Kendall L, House J, Meredith I, Charlene C, Kara C, Mary R, Sheena L, Jessica B, Kyle F, Marisol P, Esteban G, Kaylee J, Megan K, Mickey L, and Brian A. Couldn't do it without you guys. I thank you again and again. Uh, from the Hollywood Hills in Hollywood, California, I am Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, Brian Taylor, everybody. <laughs> Little Wade, you've done that probably a hundred times. Uh, probably. Probably. Uh, insane. Be good to yourselves. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for making this podcast your choice to listen to. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.